He is a green floating reniform creature of unknown origins who speaks in a language all of his own, represented in a text by a special font. His name is Doop. Welcome to episode 31 of Under the Cull of MS. Today we're going to talk about a unique little green character named Doop. You all know who Doop is. He's a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The character appears in the Marvel Universe created by writer Peter Milligan and artist Mike Allred. He made his debut in X-Force Volume 1, number 116. He is the product of a Cold War era U.S. military experiment. Dupe was instrumental in the fall of the Soviet Union. Little is known of Dupe's whereabouts between that period and his recent job as a cameraman for the media-savvy, profit-driven mutant super team, X-Force. But at some point, he befriended Wolverine and possibly became a priest. <clears throat> I picked up a few of the Dupe comics, and I'm going to talk about them. I didn't deep into it, get him from the beginning or anything like that, so I'll gradually get more and more because this character just definitely got me intrigued. I'm having fun with it. Uh, one of the first things I checked out was Wolverine and Dupe. Two issues. Uh, they came out in 2003 from Marvel Comics. It's done by Milligan, Cook, and Bowen. Basically, the pink mink gets broken into the pink mink gets broken into despite all the latest technology protecting it. Wolverine is on the case. The collector, which is not the collector that we think of from the comic books and stuff, this is just a collector. There's many people out there just collecting things. But he st steals the mysterious pink fuzzy thing, and Wolverine goes after it. He breaks the pink mink, free from the confines of the collector, and things start to happen. Later, you see a character named Dupe team up with Wolverine, and they're searching for the collector and the pink mink and maybe a lady in pink. And both Dupe and Wolverine have to go ahead to take the other one out if showing signs of Code X. They both talk to their superiors. They say he's seeing, he's talking to someone that's not there. Each one of them does it. The mink plays around with them and stuff. People thinking that they got this Code X disease or something. If they have that, it's some mutant disease that they're losing their mind and stuff. They're told to take the other one out. Will the pink lady seduce one to kill the other? You'll have to read it to find out. I don't want to give it all of give all of it away, but it's a very fun story. It's fun seeing Wolverine and Dupe team up. I'd like to see some more of those characters working together. Hopefully, we'll have more of that in the future. 
And then uh, checked out the A and X comic from 2013. It's issue number five. Had dupe and iron fist on the cover. So I got home, I opened it up, and inside the cover it says A plus X. Iron Fist plus two. And then underneath that, it says Loki plus Mr. Sinister. So apparently these are... A plus X comics is basically a comic that takes one Avengers character and one X-Men character and teams them up for a little story. It has two stories per comic. And they're enjoyable, they're fun. Uh, Iron Fist and Dupe, and Loki and Mister Sinister. These books have they're two great sounding stories, but they would have been way better as a single story one shot for these because you don't really get you don't get to see why they're teaming up in the beginning. Of each story, you don't get enough background from that. You see them already teamed up, and you don't really get a finish to it either. Each of these stories, I don't know about the other books. It's the only one I've never even known these were out there. This is the first one of of its kind that I ever read. But surprisingly, the Dupe Iron Fist team up. I mean, this was way better than the Wolverine Duke team up and stuff. I'd love to see a four to six issue storyline of these two working together. It was fun. Iron Fist was actually <laughs> comedic, where he's usually so angry and other things I've seen, but uh, and really serious about stuff. But that was really fun seeing those two together working a case and you come the other story was interesting too and that one gets more uh, Van Helsing style look to it and stuff and Lots of evil creatures and dead and that they gotta deal with. Doctor Strange and Loki. But, uh, or Mr. Sinister and Loki. I got Doctor Strange on the brain. The last story I read. But, but yeah. I definitely want to know more about these comics. See what other ones are out there. What other team-ups they had. But it's from Marvel now. It's lots of anchors, writers, stars, colors in here between the two stories. But uh definitely want to see more of that. And I would, like I said, love to see a team up between Dupe and Iron Fist that was longer. And then I also read the all-new Dupe, issues one to five from 2014. Dupe is on a mission to get Kitty Pride to read his letter. 
Well, Dupe is traveling through margins, and X-Men are traveling through time, while Dupe offers his hand in marriage to Katie Pry and hands her an amazing engagement ring made of rancid meat. <laughs> but, uh... This story is fun, but a little confusing throughout. And there is so much jumping back and forth with the time travel, with the multiple characters of time travel. Some are fake, some are real. It's, again, if you know my feelings at all, I hate time travel. I think it's a big waste of time because any time travel done can be undone and all that stuff. I'd rather see the alternate realm version. And of course, you see that in here. Where you got characters of different ages all together because of the time travel, but yet they're all trying to fix <laughs> what every other one did. So, But fun seeing Doop getting into these stories and working with these people. His, he's, in this one, he does have an obsession with Kitty Pride, but he's also trying to save her from other harms. And that's why he's, the whole purpose of him stalking her with the letter and all that and trying to explain to her about some of the people that went through the time travel aren't really who they appear to be and stuff like that. Have to read the story to find out yourself. I don't want to ruin it for you. But Dupe is definitely a fun, interesting character. And I hope to find more and read more about him in the near future. All right, let's go over some eyeball things here for MS related. With the whole COVID thing going right now and stuff. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. There's masks everywhere, all kinds of things going on. But FDA has a list of hand, hand sanitizers that can't contain toxic methanol. Uh, there's warnings for about 75 <laughs> hand sanitizer products, if not more, because the stuff I, I research for you and talk about, a lot of it is can be up to a couple of years old as I've been building up stuff for years, just trying to learn as much as I can about multiple scrolls and all that stuff. And I'm just trying to share some of the things I came across with you guys when I talk about it, but officials say the products contain high levels of toxic methanol, which can cause blindness and even death if ingested, ingested, uh, symptoms of methanol poisoning include nausea, dizziness, weakness, and visual disturbances. But, uh, the original nine brands that the FDA warns against, two of them have the same name but have different lot numbers. But you have all clean hand, hand sanitizer. You got ESK Biochem. Esk Biochem Hand Sanitizer. Clean Care, No Germ Advanced Hand Sanitizer, which has 75% alcohol. Lavar 70 Gel Hand Sanitizer. 
good gel antibacterials, gel hand sanitizer, clean care, no germ, advanced hand sanitizer with 75% alcohol, and clean care, no germ, advanced hand sanitizer with 80% alcohol. There's two different versions of the one with the 80% alcohol. One's lot number is 74589-005-03. The other one is lot number 74589-003-01. And there's also the Saniderm Advanced Hand Sanitizer. If you have one of these items in your home, stop using it immediately and dispose of it. Don't flush or pour the product down the drain, the FDA says, because all that's just going into the water system and all that stuff. So you got to watch out. I mean, if if you don't know, if you throwing away your old medications and all that stuff, don't just bump the stuff into the environment. It's got to go somewhere. And all those pills that people throw, all the opioids and all that stuff they throw away that just gets right into the water system, and affects critters, affects us down the line. None of that's good, just like when they pump the water lines full of fluoride and all that stuff. But it's a thing now. It's we got, as the COVID-19 pandemic has increased in the U.S. and around the world, we got a demand for virus killing hand sanitizer, which worries me more that we're using that in everyday life because you're not only killing bad bacteria, you're also killing good bacteria. Our bodies need bacteria. It's like if we don't have the gut biomes and stuff in our system, it's like just don't realize how many millions of little tiny creatures we have living in our bodies that keep us going. It's like, we need those little guys and gals. If you want to keep an eye out for safe hand sanitizer, I can't speak today. Uh, the number one thing is to go to the brand you trust and rely on, like Touchland, Perel, etc. Uh, look for ingredients. Look at the ingredient label to make sure they have ethanol, ethyl alcohol, or isopropyl, isopropanol as their active ingredient. Uh, CDC recommends, Center for Disease Control recommends at least 60% ethanol and 70% isopropanol in your hand sanitizers. Uh, they also recommend hand sanitizer be at least 94, 4.9% ethanol by volume. But labels may not be enough to ensure safety. They might not have something on there. But avoid all Mexican-produced hand sanitizers. They say, in addition, the active chemical in hand sanitizers should be ethyl alcohol. If the product simply lists alcohol, avoid it. But if you do think you've been exposed to one of the 
bad hand sanitizers, call your healthcare provider immediately. Uh, if you have a reaction you suspect is related to hand sanitizer, contact somebody. You shouldn't necessarily try to make your own hand sanitizers. It's complicated and potentially dangerous. Uh, in most cases, washing your hands for 20 seconds with soap and water is superior to using hand sanitizer anyways. So that's the main thing. Just wash your hands and face regularly. Use the soap. Say, what does it count to 20 or whatever while you're doing it? But that's the new rules. They say. Uh... Let's see. Multiple sclerosis. It affects our decision making a lot. And we, uh, our brains, like mine is right now, likes to shut down and we just, uh, Our decision making isn't great a lot of times. It's like a fatigue can affect the play a role in decision making. Different than cog fog emphasizing and that it's about the subtle nuances in the decision making processes. The metolia just that both doctors and patients become aware of the subtle changes in other domains of the brain where they may not previously have noticed. They're trying to establish baselines with patients and figure out different causes between the decision-making and stuff, the cognitive issues. Cognitive alterations are common with MS, patients who have lesions in those areas of the brain. Uh, Impaired decision-making can be dangerous to to the patient, causing poor choices. Combat this. This with regards to making decisions about disease therapy, the American Academy of Neurology created guidelines to help patients and doctors work together. Understanding decision-making in MS is important, useful to others, and will open new avenues. Uh, Yeah, yeah, just basically our brains like to shut off. And a lot of times I'll be talking about something and... Go to a whole different subject and not realize I never finished what I was talking about. And that can be effective in the different things you do if you're doing something that's very important. You're telling something some to someone and you're just not finishing getting it all out there and get it, getting your point across to them. But uh, if speed at which we process stuff too is a lot slower and then it doesn't help that our brains shrink faster than normal people. Another thing with MS is the whole 
am I sick or am I lazy thing? People think or call us lazy and they don't understand what our disease is. When you're sick all the time, it's difficult to get things done. Sometimes it takes all my energy just to get through the day, to do the bare minimum, like get out of bed and take a shower, do laundry, throw away dishes, clean your house, do some yard work, whatever. Sometimes you can't even do any of it. Uh, being has had a profound effect on sense of value as productive member of my household and society. I've always defined myself by the writing I put out to the world. When writing slows or comes to a halt, it makes me question everything. This is not me speaking as someone <laughs> reading what their opinions are. Yeah, you can. There's many times where you wonder is it just laziness or not, and then you move and realize the pain. And like people make you think about it all the time. You feel like feel like you're you're secretly slothful or using a chronic disease as an excuse. In reality, it is actual painful disease. People just don't understand that. Uh, people get tired of dealing with it. Uh, they don't want to hear our feelings or pains or opinions. They don't want to listen and take regard towards what we say. Basically, it makes you feel like you're talking to a wall. Makes you feel useless. But it's also a thing that comes with it is people in your life around you and stuff start to disappear with your diagnosis. And the further you you go downhill and stuff, uh, a lot of People start to lose people in their life. They'll just not want to be around you, not want to have to deal with it. So like I said, the best way to get rid of headaches in your life, people that are annoying you and stuff like that, just get a disease. And pretty much all of them will disappear. But that's why we have the pets. Pets are one of the best things for for you as long as you're able to take care of them. Uh, I've had we had a dwarf rabbit. Anytime I'd start to have an episode or something, he'd always go to my left big toe and start to lick at my big toe. And that's usually when my body pains and numbness were at a more prevalent uh, more increased increased feeling and pains and or if something was about to happen or get worse uh, seizures and stuff like that it seemed like the rabbit noticed more about that than I did uh, we also had moments with dogs where they'd sit there and come up and kind of just like curl up against you and just 
lay with you and they know you're going through something. They feel it out. And then you got like my cat. Of course, I feel the more annoying he likes to be. He likes to get right underneath my feet when I can barely walk. He likes to stop right in front of you when you're trying to go downstairs or upstairs. And <laughs> give me a little shit in those ways. But no matter what, you come home, no matter how crappy you're feeling, whatever, those animals are always happy to see you, always there to put a smile on your face. So. Treat them good. Take care of them. They deserve it. They're there to take care of us. That's all they care about is being around us and chasing their little critters outside and stuff. Yeah, pets can pets can do wonders. Say so no matter how crappy you're feeling, eyes lay down and pet them, and they'll make you happy. Alright, let's see, over the course of MS, people typically experience a decline in motor function, which can lead to impaired mobility, affecting walking and daily activities, arm and hand dysfunction that could hamper the use of utensils and walking aids, so yeah, I just love it when you pick something up and drop it, or be taking a shower and face playing against a wall, or you'll be walking Walking normal, everything's fine. All of a sudden, your body just turns. So like I've turned and walked into walls and stuff like that before I get to a doorway or whatever. Natural history study following more than 35,000 MS patients in North America showed that problems of mobility were more frequently reported than were those with hand functions. Uh, Walking declines more rapidly than arm and hand functions in MS patients in the years after diagnosis. Uh, MS-associated neurodegenerative processes are earlier in people with progressive forms of the disease than those with relapsing MS. However, to date, no longitudinal, longitudinal cohort Studies have directly compared the decline in leg function with arm function. Researchers wrote noting that whether these declines are more pronounced in specific MS type also remains unclear, which I disagree. It's more progressive if I'm considered relapsing because I have the arm and leg issues very prevalently. I'm supposed to be relapsing. Yeah, it's just, it's very noticeable that those are some of the symptoms that end up getting people diagnosed. A lot of people, it starts with the numbness and stuff like that and tingling. I can't remember what my original symptoms were that I went to a doctor for, but I know my Hermes was prevalent where you bend your head forward and get that electrical spasming current going through your whole spinal cord. Mine can just be from the head to the butt 
or it can go from the head to the toes, depending on what kind of day I am. You can tell when you're having a rougher day, the further and the stronger the, the Hermes gets, for me at least. Uh, I've been kind of playing around with the whole Tasabri thing. I'd love to hear if anybody's on Tasabri, what they've gotten from it, if it's done anything with their fatigue and body pains. My doctor said some people it has helped, and I'm kind of curious about it. But Tasabri and Natalizumab is effective at reducing the frequency of relapses in patients with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis and is rarely associated with poor clinical outcomes. Real-life and multi-year observational studies report. Uh, it's marketed by Biogen. It's an antibody-based therapy that lessens inflammation and relapsing remitting MS patients by preventing immune cells from entering the brain which the inflation, inflammation is what I think is main causes of our pains and fatigue. But real-world studies have found Tassari to be highly effective at lowering the frequency of relapses as well as the formation of new MS lesions. Uh, so I'd like to hear more from people if they are on Tassari just let me know what your results were, how long you've been on it. I was kind of excited when my doctor started talking about it, but now he wants to keep me on a poker vis for right now. So. But I am running out of time, so I guess I got to get my ass off here and let that be the podcast for today. You guys have a good one. Talk to you later.